0: Hey everybody, this is Anthony Wilson welcoming you to another episode of the Complete Player Podcast. This week we'll be discussing the NFL Draft, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Rob Gronkowski reuniting with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and some miscellaneous NBA news. We'll also be debuting the brand new mailback segment. Uh, segment. Uh, before we dive in, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod, and to like it on Facebook, just search for the Complete Player podcast. Also, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. I'm joined this week by my co host, as always, uh, well, not always, but whenever he decides to be on, David Galvez. Galvez, how are you?
1: It's good out, Wilson.
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, the draft took place um, Thursday through Saturday. It's currently. Wait,
1: hold on. Do you not want to tell everybody the good news?
0: Oh uh, about my uh stimulus check,
1: yeah, you've been complaining about it for what three weeks now
0: yeah, um
1: sleepless you know, nights
0: yeah i mean you know, i'm uh, 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 if you guys may have noticed that i uh, have a new intro but much more professional, so I was trying to
1: much more upbeat,
0: yeah, and i'm I was trying to like stop like talking about myself and just get into the podcast, but yeah, I did get my my stimulus check about you know forty five minutes or an hour ago. And I'm happy about that, you know life seems much better now uh that I've been stimulated, as they say uh so the,
1: the breeze the breeze feels better,
0: yeah, and to all the people on Reddit, you know, I've been using reddit like a support group uh with uh <laughs> you know, other people who are still waiting to be stimulated, and uh you know you keep fighting the good fight if you didn't get your check yet if you didn't get your direct deposit deposits yet uh because you know better times are ahead um. But what about, you know, you know you got you got paid like you know, like a couple of weeks ago, right? So
1: Yeah, I got I got my um I got mine when, when everybody when pretty much most of America got theirs. So
0: Right. Yeah. Um uh, so yeah, you know, Galvez and I are both rich men
1: now, so you know
0: yeah. you should listen. You always you should always listen to people with money and you know, what they have to say. Anyway, um uh, about the draft, as I was saying, the draft took place Thursday through um, Saturday. Uh, right now it's Monday uh, afternoon. Uh, Joe Burrow went first overall to the Bengals as expected. Chase Young went second overall to the Washington Redskins as as expected. Then you had Jeff Oduka, or, sorry Jeff Okuda, who went third overall to um, to the Lions. So that's basically three straight Ohio Ohio State recruits um, going to the top three of the draft. Remember, you know Joe Burrow started his career in the college at Ohio State. Uh, Tua went fifth overall to the Dolphins. Justin Herbert Herbert went next uh, to the uh, Chargers. Uh, Galvez told me not to talk about all the random. Uh, well, he he asked me I, because he doesn't he doesn't um, tell me what to do.
1: So. No, this is all I said. I was like, I, I'm trying to. To so all the to so all the listeners that are that are listening to this, all the followers, I don't really think you care about, or I don't think you want to hear Wilson read off thirty names of the top uh, round of the first draft. You'll change that. Um, so I was like, let's talk about the people that the average sports fan or people really care about—the superstars like Tua, Herbert, obviously Joe Burrow, Chase uh, Young.
0: Jerry Judy, you know. Right. Superstars. So like
1: yeah.
0: Here, and because I let's face it, even I don't know all these people. <laughs> Henry Rodgers exactly. went twelfth overall to the Raiders. Um uh, Jared Judy went fifteenth to the uh, to the Broncos. Austin Jack CeeDee Lamb went seventeenth overall to the to the Cowboys and that was a uh,
1: And the highlight of his draft was his girlfriend trying to get his phone.
0: Yeah, she was interesting she used to date apparently she used to date Trey Young also, who also went to Oklahoma. She had Austin Jackson out of USC. Uh he went eighteenth overall to the Dolphins. Um Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, the receiver from LSU, Shield, he went twenty second overall to the Vikings.
1: Um in Love.
0: Jordan you know, Love when he traded up. 26th how, does
1: Rodgers, how does Aaron Rodgers feel about that? Yeah,
0: you know, that's gonna be um interesting. Um, hey,
1: it's funny though. How, like it's so true, the circle of life, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, and it was funny. People on Twitter, uh, they made a there was a a, was a guy from The Ringer. He posted a picture of Bill Belichick drinking orange juice, and in the, in the tweet he put Bill Belichick calling the uh, the Packers about Aaron Rodgers, and it's funny because Belichick probably would see the Packers. Uh, Drafting a quarterback in the first round and make a call about Aaron Rodgers and see what's up with that. You know, is Aaron Rodgers available? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and then, but you know, I don't think I, I. You know, I think if if this was Jordan Love's second year, maybe, but you know, Jordan Love's not ready to to uh, step onto that field and start for the for the Packers. But still, Jeff, though, yet. anytime
0: you draft a quarterback in the first round.
1: Yeah, there's always that.
0: The writing's on the wall. They're thinking about it. Yeah.
1: And they're going to ask the coach every week. But remember, it's not like they drafted – it's not like it was the Dolphins that drafted them first or or a team that doesn't already have a great quarterback, right? Like nobody's going to question the Packers organization. When is Jordan Love going to play? Because they already have Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, you know? who was still really good last year. So, you know, it's, there's usually, like, there's usually controversy when the quarterback sucks and the team sucks and they just want to start fresh already. They're not asking when the new quarterback is coming in when you still have a Hall of Famer playing at an elite level, you know?
0: Right. And also, lastly, 32nd overall, uh, that was uh, Clyde Hilaire-Edwards. Uh, out of LSU, I like him a lot, especially on that in that offense. I read it that um, that uh, that uh, Patrick Mahomes actually handpicked Quiet uh, Hilaire uh, Edwards, and then you had uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, out of USC. I'm just like you know, i mentioning the USC guys because
1: you know. Yeah, and I'm just right. just so the people who are watching out there, there are 255 picks that Anthony Wilson is going to go through. <laughs>
0: No, I'm stuck. That's the last one. Uh, Yeah, but but Pittman went 34th, I think, overall to the Colts, so he's going to be in a good situation with uh, Phillip Rivers Uh, and, you know, he's going to get to be the second guy to to T.Y. Hilton, so it's almost kind of like a Juju Smith going to the Steelers when the Steelers had uh, Antonio Brown and he gets to play with a veteran quarterback, gets to be the number two guy uh, behind a guy who's going to take some attention off him so uh that could that could work uh but so God, was joe burrow and the Bengals. um long anticipated no one thought anything different would happen um me personally i, I mean i like joe Burrow. i think it goes without saying that he's not as good as you know he threw 70 touchdown passes last year uh nobody's that good you know of course he did in the sec uh you know, he did it playing real football but you know, that was kind of like, for me, it's kind of like you know.
1: He had NFL, but he had NFL receivers.
0: Not just that, but he had you know that you know nobody was prepared for that offense that they broke out last year with yeah. Joe Brady. So I don't think anybody can expect um, you know I mean it, it, nobody's as good as the numbers that he put up, you know.
1: Especially when, especially when it was just one season of dominance. It wasn't like it, it wasn't like. Um, he Had two years or right. even three, like right, he was a, he was literally a nobody before last season.
0: Yeah, he was an ordinary quarterback, uh, yeah. He, he didn't even, you know, obviously, he didn't start at Ohio State. I mean, it's that's not too bad because I state always has ballers, but you know, at um, and even last year, he was kind of just like an ordinary, I mean, you know, yeah, uh, quarterback, um. But I like him, you know, it's been some you know he kinda kinda reminds me of Carson Palmer. Who Carson Palmer was an ordinary quarterback before his senior year when he won the high
1: yeah.
0: and ended up going number one overall.
1: So, and had it and ended up having a very good career. Right. Um But I I mean the problem is Yeah, I wonder if see, Joe Burrow is is tough, right? Because he almost has to go number 1 because of the season he had. But if you go like, I mean, if you the, the, the scouts and the the franchise team, they go and they look at his tape. I mean, did they really see number 1 overall potential in his career or did they just kind of have to take him because he won the Heisman? He won the national championship, and, you know, he they, they almost had to take him over, or else it was, like, PR suicide, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think the season he had, it was kind of like, you know, especially once if Tua had like, gotten hurt, Tua probably would have been number one overall. Yeah. But, you know, with, with Bro, the season he had, it's kind of one of those where it's like, it's nothing you can do. Like, you, he has to be the guy, especially when, when he's from Ohio, too. You know, so it's it's kind of nothing. It's like, what else could they do, really? Um, it's one of those picks where nobody's gonna.
1: Well, I mean, they better hope he's right. I mean, the Bagels, because I mean, look at Chicago. I mean, you had like, even, I'm not a GM, and I know, okay, the Patrick Mahomes the Patrick Mahomes pick, it wasn't like he was a like a super household name, right, coming into the draft. But Deshaun Watson, really, a guy who who beat Alabama once, went to the national championship twice, and you're not and you're you're not gonna and you're gonna pick Mitchell Trubisky who had a very pedestrian uh, season at what was it North Carolina, right? Right. And, and so that's the problem. Like some of these GMs, they just try to get too cute and they don't just pick the best player. You know, it's always better to pick a safe player than to reach out and, and, and completely bomb on, on it, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's the thing about Burrell, like I was saying, is that even if he doesn't work out, I mean, he's such a consensus number one pick that you can't really, you can't really hold yeah. against the Bengals for picking him. Exactly. Everybody Nobody. would have made the same pick.
1: Uh-huh. Exactly. Everybody would have picked him, number one. But, um... You know, it's. Uh, I think we might talk about this later, but it's like Jordan, you know, he went number three because, I mean, like, Houston, like, obviously Jordan is considered the greatest player of all time, right? But nobody gives Houston any flag for choosing Olajuwon, even though he's a Hall of Fame Play player, but he was consensus number one pick, and nobody gives Houston, I mean, um, yeah, nobody gives Houston any flag for choosing Olajuwon.
0: Right, then um, Chase Young went number two overall. Now Chase Young is widely considered the best player in the draft, but you know, you know the Bengals they needed a quarterback, so they took a quarterback. But I think you know Chase Young is definitely considered talent wise to be the best overall player in the draft. Uh, he was just dominant, you know, at Ohio State, and uh, you know he's uh, one of those guys. You know he's one of those. Um, you know, uh, one of those freaks of of nature. You know,
1: yeah. uh, a Jadavion Clowney type.
0: Yeah, and maybe even a better prospect than Clowney because, you know, Clowney yeah. with, had kind of like a questionable motor. Same with a yeah. maybe even a guy like a Miles Garrett or like the competition. But Chase Young produced yeah. so well and played in you know played in such a big co- you know conference and test so well physically that he's kind of like one of those camp not miss prospects. You know. Um number five, you know, Tua went fifth overall. Um it's interesting the, the the news that Tua only got a the thir- thirteen, a later reports said a nineteen on the Wonder League which even a nineteen isn't really that good. It's at best like average, I think. And it was interesting because I remember thinking, you know, watching Tua and thinking, Well, is he really that good? Or is he just is it more like a you know, and i thought matt Liner could have been a better NFL quarterback you know, he got some bad breaks, but sometimes it could kind of seem like you know like a you know like he's he's playing with the best receivers in the world you know mm-hmm. and he's you know they're wide open and he's playing for the smartest you know coaches in the in college football yeah. so is it is it is he really that good or is he well,
1: just you know the thing about well it's matt liner was was your typical case okay, is he just is he such a great college quarterback but for some reason because remember, a lot of people question uh they question Matt Leinert's arm his arm strength. You know? And that's one of the reasons why, you know, he kinda didn't make it. I mean he was injured, he didn't have the arm strength and you like you said he caught some bad breaks. But Tua really his only question is this this is um uh, injury, you know? Yeah. Um... So but when and he's and he's from he's he played in that in that in that region you know he played in Alabama obviously he's gonna play in Miami same same weather same same everything you know he's gonna be familiar with that with that region
0: yeah but you know when you when you see a when you see a look score like that to me it kind of kind of I mean it kind of lends credence to what I was what I was thinking previously which is that maybe this is you know maybe this guy just you know, just playing. I mean, like, how, who wouldn't look good playing with those type of receivers like that? You know, but at the, you know, I, I kind of changed my opinion later. Um, and just watching him more, watching him throw the football, it seemed like he had like, a, like he definitely has more talent than somebody like a Matt Liner. But you know, if I had to guess, um, I would guess he'll have no problems and he'll be a great NFL quarterback as long as he stays healthy. But I have to say, at the same time, that him not uh, that Wonderlic score does give me it does give me some pause, you know.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there like I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. Uh, they they try to say, well, uh, a uh, a Wunderland cannot, you know, determine whether he's going to be a great quarterback or not. Vince Young got a six. Huh? <laughs> he got a six? Yeah. But Gee. Frank Gore got a six, though.
0: Frank Gore doesn't matter. He's a running back.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying.
0: But you know, that
1: doesn't. Yeah. A six, but, Jesus uh, Christ. A six, yeah.
0: I thought Tua was different. I don't. I'm not trying. I'm trying not to be controversial. But I thought Tua was more like a Russell Wilson, if you catch oh. my drift. I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I thought he was yeah. a, a cornball. So these brother. are so these are
1: the scores for Wonderland, right? Okay. The average Wonderlick score, systems analyst, analyst, sorry, analyst, 32, chemist, 31, uh, reporter, 28, teacher, 28. I'm just scrolling down. am not giving you everything. A secretary, 24, an electrician, 23, nurse, 23, bank teller, 22, um, uh, receptionist, 21, train conductor, 21, security guard.
0: Seventeen
1: a janitor fourteen
0: <laughs> so two in that janitor security guard right <laughs> <ranch>.
1: uh, <laughs>
0: ballet ballet <laughs> uh, so if anybody can take it, it's not just a it's not just a football test i mean it's a it's just kind of like an i q test at <laughs> all yeah uh, oh. <laughs> poor, poor <Tua. laughs> Um. When you had Justin Herbert going number six to Oregon, I mean, sorry, not from Oregon.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, hold on. So is let me ask you something. Is is it is that more of a racial thing? It's become it's become more of a racial thing.
0: Um, it, I think it's because
1: I've read. I don't know if it's true. Please do not call me on this. I remember reading. A, a, a story somewhere where tra- where um, traditionally black quarterbacks get a lower score than white quarterbacks but um, and that's like that's why it gets so much uh, uh, attention but I'm not sure
0: well oh so like yeah well I mean I guess I can understand what you what you're getting at
1: yeah, I mean, do people like okay? For like example, no, like Vince nobody. Young, like Vince Young, do they think like do they really think he can't he can't play like is a is, is a six like
0: you know? So it's like if they um, like nobody would care if the black quarterbacks didn't do so poorly compared to the white quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it it, it adds up though. Like Vince Young was just a a running quarterback, you know. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure Mike Vick's Wendellick score wasn't that good, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but I mean, it. I, I think it's important. uh, You know, but it doesn't, you know, like, I saw, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I was looking at the scores. He had a really good score. And he's had an okay career, you know? Who? Fitzpatrick? Yeah. But, you yeah. know, not like he's any type of. He had one of the highest scores that I saw. I don't remember the, the list now, but um, you know, it's not like he's you know some Hall of Fame you know, quarterback or anything like that. Um, and then Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert went six overall to the. Uh,
1: have you ever? I'm sorry. Have you ever tried taking um, a Wonderlic test?
0: No, I've never taken it. I've taken they have
1: it. some online.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take it after we're done. Uh,
1: yeah, now I'm now I'm very.
0: What if it turns yeah. out I'm like? See, I... like,
1: look at this. Listen to this. Um, for example, present quarterback uh, highest score: Eli Manning, thirty-nine. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, thirty-five. Brady, thirty-three. Breed, twenty-eight. Russell Wilson, twenty-eight. Joe Flacco, twenty-seven. Roethlisberger, twenty-five. And the only reason why I brought up the race. Well, because even you said it. He said Tua got us 19, and you thought he was more of a Russell Wilson type of guy.
0: If you catch my drift.
1: If you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, you know, like, but that doesn't obviously mean anything, right? Like, okay, let's see. Blaine Gabbert, 42. Uh, like I said, Fitzpatrick, fortier, but he, he freaking went to Harvard, Okay. Yeah. Brad, Sam Bradford, 36. Uh, Matt liner 35. Christian Ponder, 35. Uh, Manziel, 32. Uh, E.J. Manuel, 28. Jameis Winston, 27. Josh Freeman, 27. Like, you know.
0: It's like you can the do lowest
1: it- The lowest quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Guess who it was? It's from it's from the sixties. He's a sixties
0: quarterback. Johnny. Sixties like, uh, or seven? Uh, 70, sorry. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah,
1: he got a sixteen.
0: So I guess you can. I mean, it seems to me that. But that's
1: one of that's that's like, you know. But even Jamarcus Russell got a better score. He got a twenty-four. He got more than Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow only got a twenty-two.
0: Yeah, it's like it seems like you can be a you can do okay on the Wonderlicks and still not be good. But if you mm-hmm. suck on it, the chances of yes. you being good are not good. <laughs> um, let me see here. So. Justin Herbert, number six overall to uh, the Chargers. So he replaces Phillip Rivers. My God, what did you think of these? Of, how would you rank these receivers? Henry Ruggs went first. He, off the board to the raiders at 12. Judy was second 15 to the, to the Broncos and then CeeDee Lamb uh 17 to the, to the uh to the Cowboys. And you also, know, you, you know Justin Jefferson was really he was a, a a finalist for the uh for the, the Yeah. Um Did I don't remember maybe I don't remember either. the, the finalists with Jefferson and Lamb and uh what you call him and Michael Pittman. I I it was either Lamb or uh Jefferson that one, I don't remember.
1: But Well going into the draft, all you heard was Jerry Judy is the is the best receiver in the in the in the draft. But, you know, it you know, typical Raiders, they pick somebody. This is this hopefully not if you're a Raider fan, but this might be their uh what was his name? Um Montavious, or uh, where they took him at number eight just because he was super fast, but he couldn't catch or run around to save his life. Mm -hmm. You remember what I'm talking about? Martavius Bryant? No.
0: Oh, Martavius Bryant?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Was it Darius Hayward Bay?
1: Yeah, Darius Hayward Bay. Where, I mean, dude, I remember that, I remember I was watching the day they picked him, and, you know, Todd McShay immediately says this has an F and a bust written all over it. I hate this pick. You know, it's just typical Raiders looking for speed. I mean, you know, they called it immediately. So, I mean, you know, again, are they going to live this down? You know, to, you know, if Jerry Judy turns out to be all world?
0: And that's what, it seems like Jerry Judy could be like a Jerry Rice or like a Antonio Brown type of <laughs> Receiver, he seems to be like of that of that pedigree, you know. Um, but we'll just have to see, you know. He's he's more of the complete receiver. Um, so, uh, I would say that the, the Broncos got a you know a good a good receiver to pair with uh, Drew Lock down there. Um, is there anything else worth are talking about? We talked about Aaron Rodgers already, didn't we?
1: Aaron Rodgers. And,
0: and yeah. Jordan Love. Well,
1: yeah, if, if if you should play.
0: Right. So, you know.
1: Hold on, Wilson. Hold on, Wilson. I, I just, you know, it was bothering me. I would. I wanted to know um, who did Darius Hayward Bay He went number seventh, right? Mm-hmm. That was the Mark Sanchez-Matthew Stafford draft. So, he went ahead of Michael Crabtree, who, you know, it was obviously better, but I was he went ahead of Jeremy Macklin, Von, uh Percy Harvin, the King Knicks. Uh it was kind of a weak draft for wide receivers, I guess. So he didn't he didn't get you
0: none know, of them were like all pros. Yeah. Some good players, but um I mean, I, I, yeah,
1: I, I, it was it was just Michael Crabtree and Jeremy Macklin. So it wasn't too... But it's so funny, like, if you just randomly pick a year in the draft and you just, like, for example, 2011. And these, these names, these were, like, superstars coming out of college. And then they just had such mediocre careers, man. And you hear, like, this guy can be the next blank. And then, you know, like the old night draft... You know, uh, Aaron Curry. Do you remember him?
0: Aaron Curry?
1: Yeah, he was he was in that draft.
0: Football? NFL?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I'm telling you, it's just a name. Like he was a superstar. He was a superstar coming out of uh, college, out of uh, I think Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And he was supposed to be the way they were talking about him. It's like if. Um, it's like if uh, the way, uh, like if uh, uh, Aaron Donald, like if that was supposed to be Aaron
0: Donald, and mm-hmm. he just, yeah, see, you didn't even know him, Aaron, Aaron Curry. Yeah, you know, know. what? Uh, what's the guy's name? Who wrote? Michael Weinrip, who wrote the uh, book *Season of Saturdays*. He was talking about how you just can never, you just can never predict, especially in football. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he just—it's it's some guys who. They had their best years in college, and there's some guys who were under the radar who nobody even knows, and they end up becoming, you know, Pro Bowlers multiple times, you know, All Pros and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. footballers. And that's like the
1: it, uh, that's the beauty of the that's the beauty of the draft is that you know, um, uh, I saw a stat on there was Yahoo where it goes there are 14 number one overall picks in the Hall of Fame. There are seven there are eighteen undrafted players in the Hall of Fame.
0: hmm.
1: You know? Tom Brady, perfect example. Is literally the GOAT. Sixth round. Yeah,
0: it's just impossible to, to predict how players will transition and develop, you know. Um But is there anything else you want to say about the draft albums? Uh
1: no. I think next year's will be is I mean right off the bat real quick uh, who do you think is going to tank for Trevor Lawrence
0: some people think the Patriots are going to tank but
1: dude you gotta you have to be number one overall they're, they're going to go 2-14 under Bill Belichick
0: like they still have their defense together but what <laughs> that offense is going to be pretty tough be pretty it rough it doesn't matter
1: though but you know Bill Belichick dude it's, it's, there's one
0: you know coach I'm saying? He would have, to, he can have to make play.
1: Soup out of shit, yeah, they would have to. Belichick. They would
0: have to tank on purpose because he's so good that they would still exactly. Win
1: what he could do is take like he could have taken a leave of absence, you know, like he, like health reasons or whatever. Be gone for a year, have Josh Daniels run it, and and just tell Josh Daniels, dude, you better not f this up, man. You better lose on purpose, you know. But he can't. You can't go. You can't go five and eleven or or. Or even four twelve. I mean because um you know, these teams they're gonna be they're gonna be tanky for for Trevor Lawrence, bro. Yeah, um especially teams that they they still don't have a a, 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 a well you know well uh known quarterback, right? Like the Jacks and the Jaguars. Is Garden Minshew the dancer? You know, if Chicago stinks, are they going to start to tank? You
0: know, the tank is really a, like a kind of a new concept in the NFL anyway. Like it seemed like yeah. the, it seemed like the Dolphins were like tanking, and they ended up winning five games and still got Tua. So you know,
1: yeah, good karma. Yeah, oh.
0: anytime you have NFL players, man,
1: it's it's. Yeah, it's not like the NBA where you can go on the court and not give it your all in mm-hmm. the NFL you have to because because it's such a violent sport. like if a player like in the NBA right if you're standing on the basket and a player is coming at you you can kind of lackadaisically just try to steal the ball or try to block it and then move out bro if, if you're a running back what are you going to do? Just be like, ah, oh, I'm just going to run half speed. I'm just going <laughs> to let them tackle me. You're going kill. <laughs> exactly. You'll get chewed up. So, you know, and that's what happened to the Lakers. They had really good karma this past year. Remember where, where, where they were winning games in March and, and, and in February? And they were like, no, the Lakers need a tank. And they ended up getting the fourth pick. Mm-hmm. when they were supposed to get, I think, the 12th. Mm-hmm. 12th or 13th. So That was their yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, I'm ready to move on if you are.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: because what happened last week also was out of nowhere. Even though there was a, uh, like, some barstool sports, like, dog or something, had m- made like an early reported an early rumor that Grok wanted to come out of retirement and rejoin, uh, and reunite with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And then it actually, it actually happened. You know, suddenly out of nowhere, the Patriots traded Rob Gronkowski and a seventh round pick to the um, Buccaneers for a fourth round pick. And so now, you know, this, I mean, I just can't imagine what it's like to be like a, like I've been a Patriots fan, but I can't imagine what it's like to be like a homegrown, like actual New England Boston Patriots fan and watching this happen. like, in one summer like this (laughs) like of course it was bad enough like Tom Brady leaving the Patriots that's like Derek Jeter leaving the you know the Yankees or you know if Kobe had left the Lakers you know like it's just it's nuts you feel like it just should never happen and then for for Gronk who's probably like the second most beloved Patriot to come out of retirement and go to Tampa Bay to play with Brady I mean how think about that think about like that, that must be but
1: okay but that okay. So does that speak does it speak loud more loudly about the players or about the 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 franchise?
0: Which about the Patriots?
1: Yeah. That they just allowed two of their most beloved players to just leave.
0: Well, I mean yeah, I mean you know, I mean that's always how they have done business, you know. Belichick
1: well, the NFL's to... different though. The NFL they'll they'll trade you. They don't care who you are. What your name is, what you've done. I mean, they traded Joe Mont. The Niners traded Joe Montana.
0: Yeah, you know, and the Patriots, uh, they tried to, um, they, but, tried to they, you know, they tried to trade Gronk two years ago before he retired, or three years yeah. ago, and Brady, Brady stepped in, you know, uh, and, and and stopped it. Uh, but then recording. again, that's
1: probably what makes the Patriots the Patriots. You know, yeah, they it's make the, same the same like, um, it's the same like the Spurs. They, that's what makes them so special and so unique. You know, because the Patriots don't make huge free agent signings, you know. They don't make these big splashes. Everything's pretty much homegrown.
0: Right, and, um, you know, I uh, I think, you know, And I, there was even a rumor that Belichick had tried to they maybe offered Tom Brady at one point or something like that. You know, you hear different stuff, but yeah. for me, it's like uh, you know, it's it just kind of like I'm a like I said, I'm i I've been I've been rooting for the Patriots. I don't feel like a Patriots fan anymore because I was rooting for the dynasty. I'm not from I'm not from Boston. You know, I'm not from New England, but yeah. uh, you know, it's it's just really um, it must suck, man. I mean, it's just you know. Yeah. Especially, yeah, me being, you know, especially,
1: especially with with Brady still being as um, instead of uh, what was my point? Oh, sorry. Especially when especially when Brady was so was so um, he was still good, man. He was very effective still. It wasn't like he just it wasn't like he fell off a cliff. It wasn't like he was a forty two year old. Vince Carter, like the equivalent of what Vince Carter is in the NBA. You know?
0: Right, yeah. He He's, just yeah. he still
1: took his team to the... I mean, you could tell he was in sharp decline, bro. You could tell... Not sharp decline, but you could tell Bill Belichick really hid him from his... Like, they were no longer throwing the ball down the field. They were, they were relying much more on the running game and the defense. Like, Tom Brady had almost became like a glorified... Game manager.
0: Well, yeah, he didn't. I mean, they didn't have any weapons for him either, you know. Um, yeah.
1: Well, they didn't have any weapons the year before either.
0: Yeah, that's true, man. That, that was like that the, was
1: when the year they beat the Rams. Yeah, that they was, had no business beating the Rams. That no, year.
0: they had no business winning the Super Bowl that year, and they still won.
1: Exactly. So, um. But he's forty-two freaking years old, man. You can't, what are you expecting, like, you know? uh 07 patriots
0: right and now the um you know the the uh the buccaneers have a decision to make about OJ Howard uh who I've always liked and thought he had a lot of potential but I don't know they have you know they have such great receivers you know with Godwin and, and 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 Evans that they don't really need I guess they don't really need to feature their tight end that much but I know he has a lot of talent he was a high pick well
1: if 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 it doesn't make sense financially to keep him then you know, it's the NFL, you, you have to make tough decisions. But, you know, this is probably your only the best year you have to make a run at the Super Bowl. You have to go all in, you know. You don't know what Gronk is gonna be coming out of retirement for two years. and Gronk is is um even in his prime, in his peak, he was always injury prone. So you need to have that, that real good backup.
0: Right. Um but you know, if it were if they you know, it really doesn't make any sense for them to keep three, you know, quality tight ends on the same roster. But you know, Gronk sure. is not really it's not like Gronk is, you know he he was kind of washed up, semi washed up last time we saw yeah. him. So yeah. you know
1: I you know. mean hopefully if you're a Bucks fan, um that these two years kind of, you know, got him healthy and uh you know, kind of uh well what's it what's the term called? Reduced his batteries, you know, mm-hmm. recharged, recharged his batteries. Yeah, so I mean hopefully but um never know. And uh so who's your team who's your who are you gonna root for this year? If it's not the Patriots?
0: I guess I'm going to just root for the Rams and, you know, be normal and root for the Rams now. So. Uh, because I don't know who else it would be. I mean, I'll be. I mean, the, the
1: Rams and the Rams completely butchered their whole roster. I mean, they, I mean, I, 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 I heard that they were trying to have like a really good super team going into the, the new stadium. Unfortunately, they had it two years too early, you know. That yeah. team that went to that team that went to the Super Bowl. That's they wanted that team to be coming in to you know to this to this um, going into this year. But you know they they have no first round draft picks, and the worst part is the the draft picks that they used on their players. They don't they didn't even resign them. So what was the point of trading for them?
0: Yeah, and
1: you, you know, know you trade market you trade Marcus Peters. And then you tra- and then you trade for uh Jalen Ramsey. Did they resign him?
0: Not yet, I don't think, but he's still under contract, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is still under contract, but
1: Yeah, so you know, but it's crazy in the NFL, right? That year that the Rams were going into the Super Bowl, you thought that this was gonna last you thought that this was gonna be the next great team for the next six years, right? Yeah. You know? Tom Curley it is yeah. you know, he's He's barely, he's maybe not even, might be at his, at his, um, at his peak, you know? Jared Goff is barely his third year, Aaron Donald's still super young, and, <laughs> I mean, a year later, they might not even finish, they, they'll barely finish third in the division.
0: Yeah, they, um, you know, until 2017 and 2018, they look like the future, and then golly, you know, Gurley Hurts is me or whatever. And everything it's pretty much been like kind of like you know they still made the, the Super Bowl even with his knee being hurt, but you know he was really what made them go,
1: you know, yeah, and they relied on like what thirty three year old three hundred pounds c j anderson <laughs> you know uh-huh. but um but yeah man it's it's uh you know it's kind of. It's a gift and a curse in the NFL. Your team can go from really bad to really good in one year and they can go from really good to really bad in, in, in the next. Yeah. You know? In the NFL it's in I mean the NBA it's usually either gotta draft a a a franchise changing player or sign one. You know, but it's very rare that, you know that um. you can go from Right,
0: uh, so I guess this is gonna be a a full. I'm ready I know Galvez mentioned, you know, he said we'll probably talk about uh, uh, Michael Jordan because you know the Last Dance documentary is ongoing, but I think Galvez said he's only seen one episode, right?
1: Yeah, I, I only saw one. It's just that they they aired on Sundays and out. The last... I mean, just... The last two Sundays, I've been busy around that time. And then I usually forget. So I don't see it till, like, the day after. So I didn't... I didn't see episodes... Three and four. I mean, I know what they spoke about. Uh, I think it was uh, Isaiah Thomas, right? And uh, the Pistons. And then they also got into Dennis Rodman's lifestyle, right?
0: Yeah. You know... I mean, Rodman Because, I
1: mean... Was it? Did you see the Thirty for Thirty on Dennis Rodman? I
0: don't, I don't think I really watched it. No.
1: Because that one, I'm pretty sure, since that was all about Dennis Rodman, it really. I mean, I don't know how in depth this one went, but the Thirty for Thirty one was pretty good, and it would talk about like his his antics off the court and his booze filled nights in Vegas. You know what? Uh, during the season, so, um, yeah.
0: Um yeah, and they talked about, you know, that this is like the yeah, a lot about Isaiah Thomas and
1: But Wilson, let me ask you a question. Is this okay everything that is coming out in this documentary, mm-hmm. we've already known about it. It's just you're seeing it behind the scenes. Like, I know um Scottie Pippen got a lot of a lot of heat for, you know, making 18 mil over seven years. But it's not like nobody knew that. It just came out and it just came into the light. Or it just got a lot of attention, you know? Everybody knew about Dennis Rodman's, you know, booze-filled nights and vacations in Vegas. Everybody knew that Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boys hated Jordan. They roughed him up. They literally beat him up. And everybody saw and knew that they walked off the court, you know, when they got swept. It's not like this is all um, unseen footage.
0: Yeah, uh, I was listening to Barry McCockin's podcast, and he said that he's got, the, you know, they said that eight episodes, the first eight episodes leaked online, and he was saying that you know he watched through the first eight, and how basically, if you're a real ba- if you're like a ba- real basketball fan and a basketball historian. you already know all this stuff you know yeah and you know i haven't really seen anything that i didn't know you know Uh, exactly
1: i mean it's a really good documentary it's very well the from the, the the little that i've seen it it's really good but it's nothing that like the did you see the aaron hernandez one on netflix
0: i might have if i if i watched it i was hardly paying attention to it you know
1: yeah, so the the one that everybody was talking about, where it, they talk about him being gay. Mm-hmm. So I had I because I was always fascinated with that with that with that um, story. Mm-hmm. So I was always reading into it, I was, and that documentary. I mean, some of the stuff I was like, oh damn, I didn't know about that. I didn't know it was that in depth. But I knew I had already read about his secret lover in jail. I had already read about that he may have. Been gay like in middle school or high school or something, like Mm -hmm. you know, and that he was like a blood or wanted to be a blood or like, so there's certain things that if, like, who doesn't know everything about Jordan, especially like you said, if you're an NBA historian, right?
0: Um, but you know, but Barry was saying that he he wished that they had shown that, and now I was saying the same thing, uh, last week. You know that I wish that I wish it was more like you know, well I was saying that I wish that it was more like archive archival footage of you know you know that like you know uh, instead of all these all the interviews and stuff like that. But also yeah I did I was hoping that it would be more like a you know like more behind the scenes stuff
1: mm-hmm. you know like like real behind the scenes Cause, stuff yeah because that that's what it the, looks it looks fake it looks not fake but it looks like it could have been E E. Like it looked like it could have been hired like a reality show.
0: Yeah, but it looked like it
1: was more like a reality show.
0: The whole point of it was that this is footage that, you know, they've, it's never, stuff that we've never seen before. That was supposed to be the hook that they, you know, they were finally releasing this footage that was shot in 1998, you know, following Jordan around for his last season. But, you know, so far it's been like a whole, and honestly, they have, you know, it's 10 parts, so they can't. Well,
1: they're building up to the last
0: season. Right.
1: Everything's been, you know, um it was all about Pippin and then it was all about Rodman and then it was all about Isaiah and then the first episode was him becoming Michael Jordan. So maybe maybe after like the sixth part it, we might start seeing the behind the scenes footage of the ninety eight. But you know, they say Kobe has one. He was working on it. So we'll see, hopefully. 'Cause I know John Ireland on, I know John Ireland on ESPN radio. Hello? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um uh, John Ireland on, on ESPN radio, he said that uh before this whole thing about Kobe came out, he said it before. He said there was a camera crew everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they were following everything we were doing, so you know.
0: So since we Actually got into the last dance. Um, I won't even worry about the other little random. There's some other random little NBA stuff like, you know, the Lakers sent the Lakers coming out and saying that they brought enough. You know, the Lakers brought four point six million.
1: Yeah, (laughs) from small business. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that was interesting. Um, Yeah,
1: why did they even ask for it in the first place?
0: I don't know, bro. I don't know what to tell. I can't make any sense of it. Um, Aaron Gordon made a diss track. Against D Wade because D Wade. You know what? Riot.
1: Aaron Gordon's not that bad in rapping.
0: Have you heard it? So you don't think? So you think Aaron Gordon is good, but like the baby and you know little baby, you think those guys are bad? And Roddy Rich?
1: No, I mean for I'm saying for an NBA player. I'm not saying for a guy that does it for a living. You know.
0: Yeah, I see what you're
1: saying. Yeah, like if Aaron, like I'm sure if Aaron Gordon were to put 100% of his energy into a rapping career, he would probably be better than Lil Baby.
0: <laughs> God damn.
1: But, I'm, dude, I heard, like, no disrespect to, to, to Lil Baby, you know, to each his own. I just, I heard a song like, um uh there was an Instagram video, and I heard a song and I was listening to it, and I'm like, what the hell, I'm like, what is this like? this is, To me, that's not rap. You know. But, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Um, like I don't like like I think I don't know if we spoke about this in, in the previous episode. But I don't think Kevin Hart is that funny. I mean he's funny, but he's not hilarious. To me, he's not nowhere near Chappelle's level, Murphy's level, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, Richard Pryor. He's nowhere near these guys. You know? He just happened, he just got lucky that he happened to come at a time where there was no real great, famous black comedians. And he kind of just took over and ran with it. Chappelle was already on his way out. Murphy hasn't done anything in years other than recently. Um, Chris Rock, also Chris Tucker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I like a, I like Kevin's stand-up more than anything else. Uh, the the one, I think, I think he might have done two movies with Beanie Seagull. I think, not, uh, did he do one of the state-private movies? I know he did The Paper Soldiers. Uh, I think, I think that might have been the one that I thought was funny that he was in. Yeah. Um,
1: Like, I, I've seen him do like his little Instagram skits or I've seen him do like little videos on YouTube and it just seems like, it doesn't seem like anything's natural. It just seems like He's just trying so hard to be funny. Like, you know, um, during the NBA All-Star Weekend, you know, he's always one of the main guys, right? Like, he's always, like, the butt of the jokes because, you know, he's short and he he, makes, he mocks himself for being short. And it's just... The only one stand-up I could say that I thought was really funny and I was actually laughing is the famous one with... Um, where he's like, oh, yeah? Well, at least I don't eat ass.
0: Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Where was he doing that?
1: He was doing it at NBA All Star. It was like a little, like a little dinner or whatever, like a little seminar. And he was talking about. Um, he went on a double date. I think with somebody famous, and they were always trying to one up. So if the, if the if the double date, if the other couple was being super romantic and nice then your girlfriend would look at you like oh how come you're not like that and then they, they got into an argument and then they were going back and forth and then the girl just ended it with oh yeah well at least I don't eat ass
0: right and that wasn't funny was it
1: that was to me
0: oh that was funny
1: That was that was one that I could pinpoint I'm sure there was other ones but I'm not like you know like, Dave Chappelle's, you know, the, the like, the, and it's so funny, like, the, the Ja Rule right after November 11th, You yeah, we got Ja Rule on the line, talk about November, man, fuck Ja Rule, who <laughs> gives a fuck about what Ja Rule has to think at a time like this? Do <laughs> you remember that one?
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um. Okay, now, we've meandered so much at this, uh, the last thing I want to say about the NBA was that. I don't know. I mean, I know how we got on Kevin Hart, but you were making up. We were comparing Kevin Hart to, like, these rappers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the last thing about the NBA was that uh, it says the Ball brothers are planning to sign with Rock Nation. So All three brothers are signing with Jay-Z's sports management uh, company. So, no more so does
1: that mean, So does that mean that LeVar Ball is doing Big Baller Brand on his own without his sons or there's no more Big Baller Brand?
0: Yeah, maybe he. maybe that's uh, I
1: mean Because why would you sign with Rock Nation?
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
1: Because they said they're signing with Rock Nation to broker their new sneaker deal. Mm-hmm. So why would you need a company for a sneaker deal when your pops already owns?
0: Yeah, he can sign me to Big Baller Brand. Me, I know <laughs> me and you we both like
1: him. You know you know, what's so funny? The domino effect of Jello stealing those sunglasses in China was, man. I mean, that – who knows? Had he not done that, who knows how much different everything would have been because, remember, so Jello ended up getting suspended. He could still play. He could still practice. He could still be on the campus. But he couldn't play in games. Lavar got upset. Took Jello out, and then obviously said, "Well, Melo's not coming either." You know, like um. if Jello would have stayed for two to three years at UCLA, waited for his brother, this past season would have been his year, right? Melos. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how much different everything, like the big whole big baller, they would have never went to like. Yeah, what if they had it, done Lithuania? the USC,
0: the UCLA it's a succession plan.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it kind of worked out. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, LeAngelo is, you know.
1: He was never going to make it to the NBA.
0: Yeah, and, and, and LaMelo's going to be a top five pick regardless. Yeah.
1: So, you know. But, 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 I mean, is LeVar really happy for them? Or is he kind of like, is he not happy that they did it without the big baller brand?
0: He kind of lost. He was, he was in control of it of everything, but he kind of got out of his control, you know. And they're yeah. really, they really are their own their own men now, you know. Yeah. But Galvin, yeah, we we've meandered so much now that, um, like I said, I wanted to debut the new mailbag, mailbag uh, segment. Um, and we you know it would feel stupid to go back and. I have an NFL question. It'd be stupid to go back to that at this point. Uh, I have an NBA question, but we kind of went off the Jordan uh, road for a second. So I can. Uh, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a choice of which Malbec, uh question.
1: Just, just give me both of them, and I'll answer them short.
0: Do you want the one? Do you want the one about uh, music, or do you want the one about? Uh, what you would take with you if you were stranded on a, on a... just
1: give give me both of them.
0: No, it's them just, no, it's just gonna be one, and then okay, cause I don't have a... You want the music one, or do you want the one about the stranded island? Come mm. oh, on, this is a live the, podcast.
1: I'll take the I'll take the music.
0: Okay. The question is, what is your favorite album? that you would will be willing to completely forget so that you could hear it again for the first time? The question is from Bill Bill Damiano uh, on, from Facebook. Thank you, Bill, for the question. I mean, I'll go first to give you uh, some time to okay. think
1: about it. No, I know, but you go first.
0: Yeah, for me, you know, it, I mean, it's not that it's my favorite album.
1: I have a feeling you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say. It's
0: not that it's my favorite album, but I still remember what it was like the first time I heard this album. And I never, will never forget the the feeling. I was I was in, the, I was freshman year, uh, Daniel Murphy High School.
1: Okay, so that wasn't
0: it. My dad, um, he's, he's he's taking me to school in his girlfriend's car actually, and his girlfriend has this CD in the car. at the time, this guy was you know the biggest thing in the world. But I hadn't I hadn't heard his album yet, and I, so I was I I think I already said 2000 actually 2002. Two thousand two, two thousand three. So You should already know who I'm talking about, but I haven't yeah. heard the album yet. And I, you know, I get in the car, and my dad can turns, I guess
1: it when you're when you're done with the story? Let me guess it.
0: Well, yeah. So I turn on the, my dad turns on his, his girlfriend's uh her CD player, and can you guess what what was playing, Galvis?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, Richard Die trying.
0: Of course, I hear that freaking that coin flip, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he goes into that. Then boom, boom, boom,
1: boom. The gunshots, boom. right?
0: No, the um, yeah, are those gunshots at, at the um, what up, gangster? Yeah. And I only heard, I, you know, I'm, the ride to school was less than thirty minutes, so I didn't hear that much of the, you know, I maybe heard the first seven songs or whatever, you know, and yeah, bro, I was like, whoa, like this is crazy, yeah.
1: you know. You know, yeah, mine, mine would have to be because that was the first real album that i that i really listened to from start to finish um that i actually paid for with my own money and it's got to be the documentary
0: Hmm. yeah that that would be that would be up there for me too you know
1: that documentary i mean what is it with rappers and their first albums always being the best is it because they're hungrier
0: it's like jay-z because they 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 took they that's their whole life up to that point in that album you know yeah so that's all the that's everything that's their whole all their blood their sweat their tears their pain everything in that album all the stories all the struggle everything yeah you know
1: do we have time for the second question
0: no i only wanted to do one you want to do another you want to do the other one i only want to do one in episode.
1: Well, all right.
0: That way I can spread them out. Okay. Yeah. So next week we'll answer. I have I have several questions here, but I need to spread them out so I don't run out of questions.
1: So we're past an hour
0: now, anyway. So, uh, you know, yeah. Like I said, I'm you know I'm going to be extending you know the length of the podcast now. Uh, You know, like I said, you know I'm I'm ready to be a professional broadcaster now. You know, Especially now that
1: now that uh. You know, so what are you gonna buy with your twelve hundred? You gonna buy a tiger? Are you gonna
0: buy a lion? I'm gonna pay bills, bro.
1: You're gonna be, you're gonna be Anthony Exotic.
0: I'm mean, at like, I'm literally at, bro. I might, I'm pretty much at.
1: I'm I'm almost at
0: a hundred percent utilization of my credit, bro. <laughs> yeah, like it's nuts. So I gotta, you know, pay down on that, yeah. you know. But yeah. Uh, All right, Wilson. Yeah, you know, guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy this new, more. Uh, you know, a little more more uh, structure and order and professionalism, you know, that I decided to uh, bring to the podcast. And, uh, you know, like I always say, talk to you next time, if there is a next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.